This is Gary Van Warmerdam. This is the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast, and I'm with David. He's a self-mastery course subscriber. And so we're just going to talk about the process and see what comes of the conversation and, and results and that sort of thing. So the, fir- the first question is, who are you? Uh, a little background on yourself so um, well, people know I'm, you're like uh, a real person. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a real person. I, uh, I got a wife and, and two kids, uh, two boys. How old are they? And uh, I recently retired from the military. Okay. And uh, spent 23 years uh, between National Guard service and active duty time. I uh, accumulated about 23 years and t- recently retired. Did you? Were you in conflicts overseas? Yeah, I was in the um, in the Persian Gulf and uh, responded to the World Trade Center and was deployed to Afghanistan. Okay. How long did you spend in Afghanistan? Uh, just about a year. Okay. How old are your boys? My oldest is 13 and my youngest is 10. Okay. And are you wor- you retired from the military, but are you working now doing something? Yeah, I work for the post office. Okay. What got you started in this course or in this process of self-mastery? What was, go- what was going on in your life that you said, I think I need to look into this? Well, I guess, you know, after uh, responding to the Trade Center and coming home from Afghanistan, you know, years after that, I guess I just had some anger uh, built up. I, I'm a normally a very happy person, uh-huh. but I think with everything that I've been through, I just wasn't really happy anymore and just Googled happiness one time, <laughs> and I came up with the pathway to happiness. I thought, well, there you go. And uh, I already had a subscription to iTunes, and so I, when I was on iTunes, I found your podcast and then uh, just followed it to the website. What so. what was, say, a specific dynamic? You got anger. I mean, what had that show up in your life or in your relationships? What's a for instance? Just from the way that I would respond um, to not only my children, but different people in my life, it just wasn't me to respond to them with anger. It's just out of my nature, you know. And we talk about my wife. I mean, I know that your course is no replacement for counseling or anything like that, um, but it's just the first step that I found um, to get me, you know, to to address some issues that I have. Okay. So then you start doing the course. What... How, how much did you work at it? How'd you go about the process? There's a lot of audio now. There's a lot of free audio. And you just did the, I think, the basic self-mastery series, which is like 14 sessions. Did you spend a lot of time? You do it off and on, starts and stops. What happened? Because pe- people go about it different ways. Some people get very right, serious. Yeah. And, well, normal, what, what happened with me was I, I, um, I found it on iTunes, uh-huh. and um, I started listening to the, the free podcast. And once I started listening to those, you started mentioning the website that I had already seen anyway. But I never really showed a big interest in the website until I heard the podcast. And you kept referring to your your 14-step process. And so I looked into it, and I tried the first four four installments, and I liked it. So I subscribed to the rest. Okay. And what, what happened? How did it help? What... What reactions were you happen? What changed in you? 
I really related to what you were teaching, like especially with the gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just being appreciative of what you have, you know, and just the way you presented it. It, it was very helpful to me. And with each course that I did, um, I would pick up something new, you know, mm-hmm. and I just I went from one course to the next, and uh, I just never got tired of it. I, I thought everything, every one of them was unique in its own way, and they all, somewhere in there, they all tied together. Okay. One session and, to the next. The yeah. biggest thing was, uh, I, have, I have an opportunity where I can listen to your information pretty much all day if I wanted to. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, as a mail carrier, I'm walking around all day, I, I've got a, my earphones on, or not, just one of them, you know. <laughs> and uh, I could listen to your material pretty much all day if I if I chose to. I started listening to it for the majority of the day, and then I thought, well, that's great to listen to all this material, but when you turn off your headphones, that's when the work starts. Once you've got those thoughts in your head, and you're paying attention to what you're thinking, and you're paying attention to your interactions with other people, that's where the work is. That's where you started to put the practice into place. And that's why I kept listening. That, that's why once I saw how it actually uh, affected my daily interactions with people, and I was just amazed. I was just amazed. Because every okay. bit of it was right on the money. Okay. Yeah, the, bi- the big difference is in the action. It's a, it's a world of difference putting those exercises in place in the course than just listening to the ideas. Right. And I think it was kind of a cop-out for me to just keep listening and not actually applying any of it. <laughs> How long were you listening before you did the exercises? <laughs> oh, I don't even know. You know, I don't really know. I'll be honest. Uh, I listened to the, obviously I didn't have my headphones on all day. I mean, I yeah. came home from work and spent time with my family. But I'm just saying overall, if I was going to try to work on the material, I would find myself listening to the material, yeah. not necessarily working on it, you know. And another thing I found interesting was, I am that guy that says, well, i got to perfect this before I move to the next one. And I think, I, I, think I warn people against trying to do that with these exercises, but people do it you anyways. <laughs> but, but I get ignored a lot on that one. Well, okay. it was funny because especially with, I think it was Session 8, the characters, if, I'm, if that's the right one. Um, I had worked on that. i got to get it right. And then the next session that you sent to me, uh, would have benefited me greatly with the previous one, but I was too stubborn to, to you know listen to it when I when I was supposed to. So you 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 stayed on that one session way too long. Probably about three four weeks. Yeah, yeah. And you get a later session, you go, oh, this this is a lot clearer now. Okay. Right. Did that? Did that? give you an epiphany though of this need to get it perfect and the habit of that and the trap of that um not really no no <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm i'm still kind of stubborn with it you know okay okay um i spent a lot of time in the courses and giving people tools to be more of an observer of what goes on in their minds so they're not as reactive, they're not taking things as personally. Did you see changes in that by doing that? 
in in being the observer. Yeah. Yeah, I I try to apply that you know wherever I can. Um, like one example that I have mm-hmm. would be um, like I have a great relationship with my children, and normally when I come home from work and I'm tired. You know, they, because we're so close, they, they run up, they want to share their whole day with me, they want to show me the pictures they drew and all that. And I tell them, you know, just give me five minutes to come home. Just give me a few minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're so excited that normally they don't. And I was coming home one day, and I shut the door in the garage, and I could hear them in the kitchen, and I heard them say, oh, Dad's home. And I thought, you know, if I walk in the kitchen and they bombard me with all their stories and stuff, I am going to get so angry. And then I thought, you know what? That's an agreement that I just made with myself. If this happens, I'm going to react this way. And just the fact that I realized that uh, was a milestone for me. You know what I mean? It it was a perspective that you had a choice in this, finally. Right. Like you say, uh, you don't know you had a choice until you know, until you know that there is a choice. So what I did was I, I even subconsciously just became the observer. I thought, you know what, I'll just walk in and I'll, I'll just see from a different point of view, I guess, um, you know, what this is all about. So I walked in and I saw it from a different point of view. I mean, here are my, my kids, you know, trying to share their day with me. And, uh, and it was exciting. And I, I thought to myself, how could I have pushed them away so many times? You know, just from seeing it from a different point of view and being the observer, it completely changed my whole attitude. Yeah, you you didn't have to be that person ready to be angry walking in the door. Right. It was, yeah. I didn't need to be. Yeah. And that that has a ripple effect. That one epiphany, that one realization that you become aware of, uh, that belief, it changes right there. And it changes from then forward in your life. Yeah, it does. It definitely had an impact. I would not have even remembered it. Yeah, there's a long return on investment when you change beliefs like that. Um, what what surprised you about the process, if anything? I mean, th- those those things become surprises in a way. Surprises about the process. Um, I guess I was kind of amazed at how many little agreements that I made and also how many times I take things personally. Mm-hmm. I, I take things personally that have nothing to do with me, and I never realized that until I went through this course. Uh, the, th- the thing with your kids wanting to see you, but what else? Um, well, for example, today, probably <laughs> an hour ago, um, I was running around doing errands because I have today off, and I really don't have a whole lot of plans today. It's kind of an easy day, you know, mm-hmm. and I thought I'd go stop and get some gas, and in front of me, uh, a woman had pulled in, and she parked to get gas, so I figured, well, I'll just wait, you know, and the door opens, and <laughs> a little cane comes out, and then the foot comes out, and I thought, oh boy, you know, I'm going to be waiting here a while, but I don't really have anywhere to be anyway. So then 
I could tell that she was not only old but kind of handicapped. And I thought, you know what, I wonder if, if I would get out of my car and pump the gas for her. You know, I don't, I mean, it's kind of weird that somebody would do that for you, but I would, that's what I was thinking at the moment. And she looked out her door and gave me the dirtiest look you wouldn't believe. And she mumbled something, she said something to me, which was, I could tell by just her posture and everything, that it would, would have, that would have been intended to be offensive to me. And I thought, well, that was rude. And I turned her, I put it in reverse, I just left. And while I'm driving down the street, I realized it wasn't about me. It was an assumption. She had made the assumption that I was put off and angry because I had to wait for her. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with me. It was more about her own agreements that she made with herself. Mm-hmm about her physical condition and, and, you know, maybe she does get who, in people's way a lot, you know? Who, who knows what, but a lot goes on in our imagination that causes us to react. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, we, that we don't have to do once we become aware of it. Okay. Right, so, but normally I would have been very angry. I would have gotten upset. I would have taken it personally. <clears throat> but okay. I didn't do any of those things. Yeah. It's it's an interesting thing about the process. In sometimes you measure the results by non-events. You 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 don't have a reaction, or you don't have a reaction as strong, and it's like that's progress. It's like there's an absence of a reaction. It's like so you almost don't notice the change. Sometimes you're like, oh, I didn't react right. the same way. Right, but I I really do notice the change because it's a relief for me not to be angry. I have another example, if, if you want. Sure, sure. Um, I was going, probably three, four weeks ago, I was going to the gym, and I was approaching the door. It's a double set of doors. There's an outside door, and then there's an... They both have those electric buttons that you can push to open them, because they're very heavy doors. So I was walking towards the door, and uh, this lady comes walking up. She's got her hands full. She's got, like, five kids with her. So I thought, well, you know what, I'll get the door for her, and I'll wait for her to go through. So I push the electric door button. The door opens. Her little boy runs inside, and he goes to push the electric door opener for the inside door. And she yells at him, and she says, no, 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 you open that door. And then she looked at me, and she said, we're not electricity wasters. (laughs) Like a reprimand to you. Yes. (laughs) And I thought my first reaction to that normally... I would have said something to her to imply, hey, look, I just held the door for you, you know? But I didn't. I refrained. I refrained because I noticed that I was going to get angry, and I refrained. And then I didn't say a word to her, and I let her go in with her kids. And later, I realized that, again, that was about her, not about me. That was about her domestication as a child. Her father probably drilled it into her. Don't waste electricity. Don't waste electricity. Mm-hmm. And so she looked at me and kind of reprimanded me or anybody that would have been there. So In, in the way that she'd learned to behave. Yeah. Right. And again, I, I had no, no emotional reaction to it. And in the past? In the past, I'd have said something to her. Something not nice. Something yeah. not nice. Something not nice. Something that I would have regretted, and I probably would have dwelled on all day. Jeez, I probably shouldn't have said that to her. That was kind of mean. 
Yeah, then we go into the self-judgment, you know, putting ourselves down routine. Mm -hmm. that, that, that becomes, you know, more of the loop of the problem. It's, when, pe when people sometimes contact me and they're like, okay, I need to ch make changes in my life. And I'm like, okay, let's start with making some small changes. Like, no, no, you don't understand. I've got to do these big things. You know, I've got this issue and it's got to change. And I'm like, I, I try to steer them. It's like, well, let's learn to make small changes. And they're like, they don't have time for that. I'm like, okay, you want to make big changes, but you don't even know how to make small changes yet. And some people have a hard time getting this idea that, like, well, when you learn how to make a little change and you do a lot of those, that's going to be a big change to your life. And, right, uh, I agree. And, and that's kind of the stage that I'm at right now. I have a lot of little changes, and I notice... I noticed a lack of an emotional reaction to a lot of things. And it's not one big tidal wave, but it's a lot of small, um, a, a lot of small, you know, circumstances that arise that I, I just, I'm thankful that I don't, I'm, I have gratitude <laughs> that I no longer react to things the way I used to. I, I find that I refrain from them, and, and, and I put my head together before I have a response, you know, like the woman with the door. There's no reason for me to get upset about that. It, it really wasn't about me. I, yeah. There's no need to take it personally. Yeah. Let her, let her be. Um, yeah, and then, and then when big stuff does come up, you have a lot better tools and skills and personal power. To, to deal with it in a clear-headed way because you haven't been all charged and amped up and from, from all these other reactions so so you're clear more clear-headed when the bigger stuff comes up so makes that's to me part of it if you can't do the little ones you aren't you aren't going to be able to do the big issues that's true yeah. how, how do you feel the process is going you've been working at it a while um, you're discovering there's this whole other world is what people often find out of what goes on in their mind they're like I never noticed that was there before I never knew I had a choice there before it's like okay let's see how I could do this differently walking in with your kids or oh I'm not going to react here what else could I do different and so you you start to have all these other choices does it look daunting because you're starting out in a in this like a beginner in a whole different way of being in the world does it look exciting like how far could this go how do you feel about this process in in where you are in it well i'm i'm enjoying the process i, I haven't really given myself you know a time limit to finish it or um, put any expectations on it. it. It is what it is, and mm -hmm. it's something that I work on every day. A lot of times I work on it when I don't even expect to. <laughs> when, I least, when I'm thinking about it the least is when normally I'll have a realization or, you know, like we said, a lack of a response to something. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been doing it 
And in all honesty, I feel that I just now have the tools that I need to start to put it all together. And something that helps me is that I have a little trigger, and that trigger is an emotional reaction. Once I have emotional reaction or I've refrained from an emotional reaction, at that point, I know that there's something there. What it is, I don't know, because it takes me a while to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I have time to figure it out. In other words, if I respond to something or don't respond to something that I normally would have, I know that there's something else there. There's, there's uh, an agreement that I made um, or something that I need to work on, uh, but I'm aware of it. And I think being aware of it is, is half the problem or half, half, the, uh, half the goal. It, it it all begins with that awareness of those dynamics. Um, yeah, those are those are the clues, and a lot of this is like, okay, something's different here. I'm having a reaction. I'm feeling a certain way. I don't know why, and it becomes like this mystery, this this hunt to like let's dig into this. And sometimes it takes a few minutes. Sometimes it takes a few days or. You know, and sometimes you come back to that same pattern over weeks, and you're like, oh, "Okay, there's another piece to it," as it, for the bigger ones to unravel, and uh, you're you're solving a mystery. You d- you are solving a mystery. You are you're solving a million little mysteries, and <laughs> and you think about them for a while. And and to go back to that lady at the door with her kids, I mean, I even thought about it to the point where, I, you know what, I was a witness to the domestication of her son. You know what I mean? When he went it, to hit the door and explain, was, explain. I understand what you're saying. Explain that to people because it's interesting. Well, as we grow up and our parents instill in us all of their beliefs um, that we never really had a chance to decide on our own, like wasting electricity, as, as simple as that may sound. This is just one example. Um, I realized that it was instilled on her, for, probably from her parents, and mm-hmm. she was yelling at her son in front of me instilling it on him mm-hmm. you know yeah and it's and and there's multiple even though that's one interaction it's it's you, you're seeing the transfer of a, a dream of a belief system not only in how we're going to value electricity but also how we're going to punish people who don't live by our rules right and, how and, how and, we're what's a what's a an appropriate behavior of attitude and judgment to have about someone who doesn't live by the same criteria they're learning to treat people in that same modality that's it's not just about whether we're going to use electricity or not it's how we're going to treat people that's being modeled right really none of it has anything to do with the electricity (laughs) you know it's about the agreements that she's passing to her child that he never even chose to agree to and to him, to him, that is model behavior now. Will be. Right. And and it, I think it's an insight to us how we built a lot of agreements. When you when you see it happening to other people, you're like, that boy's not choosing that as a model. It's just what he's going to learn. Right. And then you can that observation can be helpful because we can look and say, you know, I didn't choose my attitude, agreements, dynamics, beliefs. It's like, I wonder which ones I've collected over life that 
you know, I, I maybe would rather do without in terms of how I treat myself, how I react to people, what kind of judgments I'll have. Right. And, that, and I have another example, actually. Um, when you know how, how life can be hectic and uh, you're supposed to be at a certain place at a certain time and, you know, you have to get your stuff together, you got to get the kids in the car and the whole thing. And I found that every time we were late for something, you know, five, ten minutes late leaving the house, I'd get very upset. And I thought about it for a while, and I believe that that was an agreement that, was passed to me from my father mm -hmm. and also from the military because mm -hmm. if you're late you know you're, you're you're not trustworthy you're no good you're you, you follow what I'm saying oh lots of self-image self-judgment associations go with that time issue and right yeah self-worth and and then and then we don't like the way we feel is unworthy and then we get angry about it so yeah, those that becomes a big trigger. And, and it's not about being late, it's our agreements about time. And right. what and our self-worth is when we're not on time. But now that I'm aware of that agreement, I no longer have that reaction. We're late. <laughs> it's not a reflection of me. I'm just happen to be late. <laughs> Having spent some time in the military, that's a big one. It's a huge one. That's a huge one. Okay, so did that one just drop in the in the time you became aware of it? Or did you kind of have to chip away at, at it over time? No, I remember the day I, I had that realization. I was in the car. We were going over to my parents' house, and we were about 15 minutes late. And I had that realization there. Wow. Why am I so upset? Like I said, every time I have emotional reaction, there's something there. That's and, my and did it did it change from then on? It's like, okay, you turn the corner and never went back to it? No. I still I still have the initial reaction of being angry when I'm late, but I am aware. And I say, wait a minute. I'm upset right now because of this disagreement that I never chose to agree with. <laughs> so once I'm aware of it, it just kind of dissipates. It's not like I've done anything different. I'm just aware of it. And, and do you find yourself, yeah, and do you find yourself catching it sooner and sooner then? Yeah, as soon as I have an emotional reaction, that's my trigger. That's exactly when I say, hey, wait a minute, what's going on here? So, but, you know, I never chose to agree to that. And, and like you said, in the military, that is drilled into you. If you're 15 minutes early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, <laughs> if you're really late, you're in trouble. So, yeah. yeah, that was a pretty strong agreement. And I don't want to say I've completely dissolved it, but I no longer believe it. It's it's happening, yeah. And this is, this is something uh, that because it's been reinforced a thousand times, it, it those kinds of agreements don't usually pop and break permanently on the first realization. Uh, but they they get weakened each time we put our attention on it, and, and with that sense of awareness of oh, this is just an artificial construct in my mind. Hmm. Do I need to live by it? And and that that dissolves it at a much faster rate than it was created and reinforced. You know, it doesn't take the 20 years of living it. Uh, it doesn't take that same amount of time to dissolve it.
Thank God. <laughs> Anything else you want to share? Not really. I mean, I I just uh, just want to thank you really for for putting the program out there. And in all honesty, I, I feel like you know I've just become aware of all these feelings. And when you first start the course, it's so much. It's so much overload. So much information that you have to try to sort out and understand it. In from me, from the material in the course, or that you you start to see in yourself. Both. Okay. Both. It's a lot to comprehend when it's new. It's a lot. You know, it starts off pretty slow. Um, j just like um, the, the where is your attention? I think that was number four in the series. No, number number uh, three. It's one of, the, one of the free ones. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of information in that. Um, <laughs> I, I go back to that one quite often because where is your attention is uh it's not easy. It's not easy to figure out what are you paying attention to right now? What are you thinking of right now? Because you could be in the middle of anything. You could be having dinner with your family, but where is your mind? What are you actually thinking of? Are you actually in the moment? Are you, are you with your family or are you at work? And there's a lot of information in, in, in four. And also, too, um, abdication of power. I never realized how many times I just agreed with people and I didn't even agree with them. <laughs> but I verbally agreed with them because it was easier. Mm -hmm. So, And also, you could flip that around, too, because I started to notice that people agree with me when they probably really don't. But they they have an automatic thing in their behavior that they, they're trained and conditioned to agree yeah. without consciously deciding yeah that's what it's what we were we learned to do early on yeah the, these these sessions uh, by the time you go through and you spend some time practicing each of the exercises you come back to the beginning again you're going to listen to that each of those sessions and go okay there's stuff here I did not hear the first time this is a whole you, you'll be a different person and, and that same material will unlayer in entirely new perspectives. Um, absolutely. I, I absolutely uh, agree with that because yeah. when I put the tapes on again, there's things that I heard that I heard for the first time. Even yeah. though I'd listened to it before, either I wasn't ready to really comprehend what you were saying mm -hmm. or for whatever reason, I, I just didn't catch what you were saying. But the second or third or fourth time I listened to them, um, I always seem to pick out new information. Yeah, and and things in that, uh, like say, se session three about getting hold of your attention. Where's your attention? You, that exercise will make more sense, and that practice makes a lot more sense once you've done the course. But it'll make even more sense, and you'll have a completely different perspective of it say after a person does the advanced series and comes back to it and says wow this is this is simpler it's very simple but it's even more profoundly important uh, as you right. understand it with those experiences of the later sessions it's just it's not and this is one of those sessions that 
you're not going to master, I just let people know who listen to these podcasts and do the session, you're not going to master that one just by doing that exercise. You, you're going to have to really master and, and really get control of your attention and understand where it is. That's hard to do and it's not going to really happen until you implement the other practices. So, just heads up for people who want to try and get each lesson perfect before going on. Um, I, I personally don't think it can be done. I think you need the the other lessons to support the process. And you know, it's funny you should say that because here I am still on the first series, uh, feeling I have to get that uh, get a good handle on that before I do the next one. So. But there's a lot of information there in my own defense. Um, and also, you mentioned the book, uh, The Four Agreements, uh, yeah. by Don Miguel Ruiz. Yes. And um, I'm going to read that as well. And um, I, I think the, uh, the information in there, uh, just from what you've mentioned in your, in your podcast and in your series, is, is pretty interesting. So I'm going to look into that book and read that and... Um, you know, see where that takes me to. What other, David, what other resources have you taken advantage of? You've taken advantage of the self-mastery course, but anything else that, that uh, sticks out as useful to you that other people might want to take a look at? No. <laughs> <laughs> you aren't using other material from other programs? or No, I just uh, listen to your podcast and... Um, I mean, I've I've read, I looked at other books and other information, but it just didn't appeal to me. Okay. You know, I think with the audio, uh, being able to listen to the audio mm -hmm. was a big, a big plus for me because I didn't have to read it. I don't have the time to read that much information, and and with the audio, I could listen to it at work and um, just to hear it explained to you, and uh, I, I just felt it was easier. Okay. You're, uh, I, I've got a few questions that I'd ask to kind of verify this, but you, you're ready to go on to the advanced course. Don't expect that you'll get all the lessons perfect the first time around, but you're certainly ready to go on to the advanced course and uh, incorporate some of those tools and, uh, and benefit from them, okay? Okay. Um, in, in where you are in the process. That's, that's my uh, suggestion, okay? So, yeah, it's it's not a uh, it, it's not a process where you want to master, you know, one part before you go into the next. It's like golf. If you had to master the the driver before you ever learned to putt, it would be kind of a silly game. You know, it's not right. how you you get better. You kind of have to work in all these different areas. And and making yourself better at a certain skill of practicing something new of, you know, session XYZ down the line actually makes it easy and you become better at earlier lessons A, B, and C. So there's there's benefit by practicing other aspects of the course and the process. So Which you're probably already figuring out, but other listeners should know that. I'm actually looking forward to the for the uh, the next set, I okay. think it'd be interesting. Okay. You know, to see to see what you're what you're <laughs> teaching next. Where 
just how far just how far this pathway goes yeah <laughs> okay um, anything else no no not really just thanks again I mean this has been quite a quite a ride for me I mean I don't know if you realize how much you've helped me anyway but I can imagine if you're on the if you're on the web and people are listening to to what you have to say and they're actually applying it to their lives, I mean it's been a whole eye opener for me. It really has. There's a couple reasons I like to do these interviews. Um, a, they're fun for me. I get to find out what people are doing with the material I've put out there and the results they're getting. Uh, B, for the listener who is out there and they're doing some emotional pattern or reaction and they're having some uncontrolled emotional behavior, one of the common stories that happen as a reaction, a sense that I'm the only one that does this and we really look at ourselves as a special case, as in especially bad. And in that belief that we create as a reaction to our emotional reaction, we end up feeling very alone. Like we're the only one that does this. And that becomes another isolating, limiting belief. And when you can hear someone else share that what they're going through, we have a chance to be skeptical of and even break that belief. I'm the only one who does this. And that opens us up to breaking the next one. You see, we all have emotions. That's a common denominator. Pretty much with all us humans, we all have emotions. I don't care where you're born and I don't care how much money you have and what your lifestyle is. You're going to go through ups and downs. And the other common denominator is none of us were trained, as far as I know, in how to deal with them and change them, particularly in addressing the core beliefs that they arise from. So when you find out they're out of control irrationally, there's not any background training for how to address that. That's largely why I put the self-mastery course together. So that there would be a systematic approach to identifying and changing these core beliefs that cause these outbursts. And so part of addressing these outbursts is also addressing this false belief that we create that it's only me. No, it's not only you. A lot of people are having emotional reactions and believe they're the only one. So I share these audio interviews to help dispel that false notion. One of the other reasons I shared is so that you realize change is possible. These emotional overreactions and very often with the people we love most, can be changed. And with that sharing, 
somebody else has done it. Oh, they had some hardship, some challenge. They overreacted emotionally and now they've changed it. How did they do that? And help answer that question. Because if you know that somebody's done it, maybe that plants to see, well, if they did it, then there's a way to do it. And if there's a way to do it, I can do it. If they did it, then I can do it. So, to dispel some myths, um, you are not the only one, we are not the only one that has emotional reactions. Change is possible. And if someone else has done it, then you can do it. You may not know what the end is going to look like. You don't know where you're exactly you're going to end up. But that's not really the question to figure out. The question to figure out is, do you want to stay where you are? Do you want to keep doing what you're doing? You may not know where it's all going to go. At a certain point, I certainly didn't know where my journey would go. All I knew, I didn't want to stay where I was, doing the same pattern I was doing. And so if you'd like to take the same steps that David is taking, practice the same exercises, you will find them in the Self-Mastery course on my website, pathwaytohappiness.com. The first four sessions are free. And there's also my book, MindWorks, very practical exercises and a very in-depth explanation of how to address these very issues as well. Thank you. This is Gary Van Warmerdam with the Awareness and Consciousness podcast from pathwaytohappiness.com.